Red Bull Radio is the place to tune in, sit back, and trust you'll discover great music that's new to you. And it's now playing on TuneIn. From the latest dance hall out of Kingston, techno from Berlin, or the best in hip-hop, old and new, you'll know what you were looking for when you hear it. With exclusive hand-picked sounds from influential artists, DJs and journalists, in-depth interviews, live performances, and more. Listen to Red Bull Radio or ask Alexa to play Red Bull Radio on TuneIn today.
it's a problem. Now it's a problem. Oh no. Score, score, um. Don't know these. Big third, um. Do it for fun. Don't take it personal, baby. Love on my ladies. Love to my ladies. Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Last time I checked, you were the one that left me in a wreck, me in a mess. You all I rep, like my side I rep. That's that most city, that side that you can't go around at night. You like to give me eye, do no one know I'm beside. You like when I make fire, you say the flame can make him fire. Let me beside you, let me let me beside Me, why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Trying to catch you, feel me? I can't, I can't, I can't. Tonight we'll scratch each 
The 90s at noon on X106. I am DJ Man Cub, and I'm along with um, Connor and Jonathan. They're joining me on this edition. Uh, every other week, we're going to have a special edition. And, and although that was not a uh, one-hit wonder, that was Primus, nonetheless, uh, we're going to dip into one-hit wonders from now on. Uh, we played some Primus because it's personal favorite of all of ours. I know it is yours, Connor. Yeah, I like what, it. What do you like about Primus? Um, honestly, Les Claypool in every way, shape, and form because he's easily one of the best bassists of all time. Absolutely. Les Claypool's a god. He, he is like, a god. I really like the instrumentation, the very unique instrumentation that uh, Primus uses. Like, I've never heard anything. The slap bass is just yeah, outstanding. The, I've never heard any kind of music like the, them. Yeah, when like you when you unique. know that Flea can hear slap bass like this and be like, man, I ain't got nothing. They're you know also, it's really good. They're also really big on, like, different time signatures and different, like, tones for guitars and stuff like that, too. And it's just like... Wow, like it's, it's just an ama- it's just amazing to listen to. Primus is definitely one of a kind. Although they are definitely an acquired taste for for people. Yeah, uh, they 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 have a very very different style. Yeah, I, I used to say. Um, then there, I I understand. I showed them to my fiance, and understandably, she was just like, "Nah, this is not for me." I was like, "You know what? That's fair. It, yeah. They're they're different." And they're, then there's the videos. And Which then are there's the music outstanding videos. in themselves because there used to be a program called uh, um, dang it I'm gonna <laughs> I always draw a uh, blank okay I, I, I got it almost almost it's coming um, it was the MTV series 120 minutes so it was a late night alternative series uh, there was a, it was a string of series actually there was like uh, it was for every kind of like uh, music lover. So you had, of course, Yo MTV Raps, which I was into. I could get my hip hop there. This is M- when MTV's heyday. And then you got Headbangers Ball for all the metal heads. And then you had um, 120 Minutes, where I was I was introduced to Primus and their weird videos. And I saw this band called Tool with this weird stop motion animation, and it kind of blew my mind as a kid seeing that weird, very weird stuff. I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. I watched Sober, the video Sober, and kind of blew my mind. Introduced me to, like, Radiohead and just a lot of left-of-the-dial kind of artists. And we, d- we really don't have that anymore, sadly. Yeah. Mm. You have to kind of go into the dark interwebs and find your own way to discover music now. 
But uh, what I wanted to get into is uh, what are your guys' favorite 90s? Or some, we're going to be talking here and there about favorite 90s movies. Uh, I know you, Connery, I know you mentioned Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's my favorite movie of all so time. So what do you like about Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> okay. Oh, man, it's wow. early. It's only 12.15 Keep in the it. afternoon. <laughs> Keeping them riveted. Yeah. Um... um so the first time I uh, watched The Shawshank Redemption, um, I was told that it is one of the greatest, um, like, prison movies you'll, you'll ever see. And I was, like, I mean, I, I clearly don't really see that many prison movies. Um, but it's, it is um, the, um, I really, 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 really like the cinematography of the movie. And I, obviously, I think Morgan Freeman is fantastic in it. I just really like, I don't know what it is. It, it, I just really, really like the story about it. And, um... One second, let me pull this up here. Yeah, it had a great director in Frank Durabon, which he would direct, uh, I think he directed um, at least the first season of uh, Walking Dead, and he directed another uh, prison movie called mm-hmm. The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Green Mile also being right. the, another one of the greatest prison movies of all time. Um, it came out... I think in 94. yeah. Yeah. Let's see the um, Oscars nineteen ninety four. So while you're doing that, it had like a stellar cast. He had Tim Robbins. He had uh, Morgan Freeman. I think he was just coming off of. Uh, I believe he was in Driving Miss Daisy. I think he was coming off of critical acclaim right there. And you had Clancy Brown. And the and the reason I know Clancy Brown mostly is because of a lot of uh, the early DC animated series. He was the voice of Lex Luthor and did it very well. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah. We were having a little bit of trouble with our computer, so I didn't have everything. No, it's, um, all, it's all good. Ready. So. so what do you have? Like, Are you trying to find the accolades? No, I'm trying to show how it got robbed. Uh, because um, all the other movies that came out in um, 1994 just destroyed it. Let's see. So Forrest Gump won Best Picture, um, Best Director, Forrest Gump as well. Best Actor, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Best Actress, um, Jessica Lange, Blue Sky as Carly Marshall. Um, And let's see. How how many awards Forrest Gump win? (laughs) Like... Uh, it was like the first. So many. Yeah. You just really, go, go onto Wikipedia. Absolutely well words. deserved, though. Yeah, well, Gump is still one of the greatest films of all time. It is. It's still one yeah. of my jams. Like, yeah. I can I can come back to that. <laughs> it's um, let's see. And it's one of those movies you don't even have to catch. You can just catch sections of it, and it's still mm-hmm. like you're not going to be displeased by what you're seeing at that moment. Yeah, the, the Shawshank Redemption was nominated. And did not win a darn thing. It was nominated for like best cinematography. I, it, it's the cinematography of it. It's amazing. Best film editing, um, best sound, best original score. I think it's got a better, in my opinion, I think it's got a better score than oh, most of these movies, except the Lion King one. So I'm, oh, I'm not yes. going to argue that. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of competition. Yeah, man. Best screenplay. It got. It was second behind um, Tom Hanks for Best Actor with Morgan Freeman, because, of course, and it was nominated for Best Picture. Nice. Very stellar. I, but I like it better than Forrest Gump. Okay. No, I, I understand why people wouldn't put um, The Shawshank Redemption over Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest is just like a uh, more, f- uh, not like I wouldn't say family-friendly, but just more 
easy to get into, right? So like, yeah, it, it, oh, absolutely. It's better. yeah, it's better. It's a better. Ah, oh Lord! Yeah, I even had I, yeah. I had like two cups of coffee this morning. I don't know what's going huh. on. It's better. We might have to get to the jam, to the jams. <laughs> we might have to. It's it's um, a better that family loosely. movie for uh, with um, Forrest Gump than the Shawshank Redemption is. That's for sure. Um, you can you cannot watch the, the Shawshank Redemption with your kids. Yeah. Yikes. Absolutely, mm. and it's a uh, it's a Stephen King short uh, novelette, I think. Mm-hmm. As as was Green Mile. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Frank Darabont was all over the Stephen King. You guys had a lot of different ideas for like favorite '90s movies. Mine right. are like Space Jam. Yeah, no, no, Toy Story. That's uh, those are my Pulp, fi- Pulp Fiction was okay. very big for me. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never really did get too much into the that. Matrix, I, The I, Lion I, King. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Jurassic Park blew my mind. Um, well, and that was like, that was around the same time Lion King. That was just a stellar like summer. Like if I could pinpoint a uh, stellar like uh, summer blockbuster season, that would probably be it. Because you're seeing a lot of Lion King's just my jam, and it was emotional. And then I've never seen like uh, animatronics and uh, effects like that in Jurassic Park. Um, and Space Jam was revolutionary right after like. I was already riding high off of, like, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And then you throw in, like, the greatest sports star right then at that time. Because I, I watched a lot of 96 Bulls. Yeah, Sean Bradley. Yeah. I watch, I watch Space Jam for Sean Bradley. Oh, for Sean Bradley? <laughs> Strictly for Sean Bradley. Yes, that's I, it. I watch no. it for the one scene he is in. He's in, like, three. Is he in three? Yeah. I watch oh, it for yeah. Bill Murray and yes. Larry, Larry Bird. Oh um, yeah, and I, I suppose Michael Jordan's in. So that's, yeah, and that's he's cool, in. I guess. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, you know, unpopular opinion. In my, in, in my unpopular opinion, Jurassic Park is very overrated. Very overrated. Overrated. And your opinion's stupid, and you should feel bad, John. Wow! Wow! <laughs> really? Uh, you I'd, like, I'd, I'd really like for you to elaborate on why you think Jurassic you got to put yourself in the shoes at that time, like CGI and cutting. Yes. Even oh. practical effects were gar. I I understand and I respect its legacy and its popularity and all that. I I understand that why why it is so big. It's just like for me, it's. I imagine I I can't. I can imagine the 14-year-old in their writing room, and they, they said, what if, what if dinosaurs escape from a, a dinosaur zoo and eat people? I'm like, this is brilliant. You've, do you understand we've never come up with this idea ever? Yeah, from an aesthetic standpoint, it wasn't the most pleasing to the eye. But from a story... Was, it was amazing. Like, for example, like there was those. You remember those two little kids in the kitchen, and they were getting chased by those uh, dinosaurs. And yeah. then you could see one of the uh, tech people's hands push the dinosaur yeah. and move his hand back. Yeah. In one of the scenes, I mean, you could do that for any movie. You could look up like, um, like continuity errors and you can look up um production mistakes and stuff like that but no movie past like, like 2010 has continuity errors anymore they make sure to edit those things out i'm sure there's plenty of they uh, literally put look, paul, paul walker's face on his brother and it looked exactly like paul walker go, look up this uh, youtube channel honest. called cinema sins and cinema you, sins. you'll see plenty well yeah there's cinema sin there's things that we don't want to happen that's like scripted for the movie mm. but well, I mean, they, they, you'll see some continuity errors as well. Sure, but sure, like right. in um, when the dinosaur was looking into the car, the kids yeah. they shine the flashlight on it, and the eye dilates. And in in the nineties, that that is absolutely 
mind-boggling uh, like, effects because it's just like whoa like this is a giant animatronic dinosaur with some cgi over it and they're like they they got it everything right down to the eye dilation which is really, really i'm cool. still captured captivated by it even watching like the making of it still i know it's like passe now because we've seen how many jurassic park sequels and it's just old hat uh it's kind of like when Transformers kind of lost its l- uh, luster of like seeing all the moving parts transform. That was cool at first, and then that it was, just got. To me, that's still awesome. It's still cool, but it got taxing for a while. It's like, oh my gosh, that's a lo- that's just a lot of junk there, and you couldn't tell them apart. But we're getting off yeah. um, on tangents. My pick would be like uh, not quite quite as sorry quite as critically acclaimed as your guys's but it's a comedy and it had the biggest comedian at the time riding high and that would be dumb and dumber so that's my jam i watched that a lot from 94 uh i'll give you that yeah yeah, it was just funny Uh, it was just entertaining for the comedy it was like a lot of out of left field comedy like they give the blind kid uh pd uh parrot with his head duct taped he's dead yeah and he's like pretty bird pretty bird. yeah that's pretty that's pretty nuts lowbrow and you know it it is lowbrow comedy it gets it gets so much crap from uh like official movie critics but you can tell that the audience it's just it's for the kids it's it's a, a like when you go into rotten tomatoes i never look at the tomato meter anymore because it means nothing the tomato meter means absolutely nothing but the audience score definitely does mean everything and it's got an 84 percent from the audience score, but it's really 67% like it. from the um, tomato meter. Um, another one of my favorite 90s movies. The one, This one's for the culture. Friday. Oh, please. <laughs> I watched that a lot. And, and, and next Friday. That's literally that's extent. literally like a movie for anybody. Anybody can yes. laugh at that. Like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I really watch. <laughs> How you get fired on your day off? <laughs> I love that. Good old Debo. I've never seen friday okay you now we have to go see friday you <laughs> gotta get on that you gotta get on that it's really entertaining um so we're gonna get to the music we're gonna take a little break but we'll come back with uh, some more talk points maybe talk about some more movies because we're in a fun little zone but uh right now we're gonna play some eve six for you guys this was a california band that uh, he, they're basically just well-known for maybe a few hit singles, but mostly I would consider them one-hit wonder. They had a song called Here's to the Night that was kind of a prom-ish song. It was very capitalizing on uh, just pop and pop, the beginning of pop punk then. But uh, what we're going to play is Inside Out for you guys. Really weird kind of lyrics, but I guess that it was the 90s. So... Here is uh, Eve 6 Inside Out on the uh, 90s at noon. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rise, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tender heart in a blender, watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion. Like a trail, my stomach's turning. 
Space Hog on the 90s at noon. Um, in the meantime, so that band was supposed to be huge. There was, they were like a uh, David Bowie meets Queen meets T-Rex, but they just never, I don't know. I think they got confused for like Oasis. People were like, oh, that's Oasis, and that <laughs> wasn't true. So I think they just miss, mix, ah, missed, I can't talk, <laughs> missed their shot, man. And it was just... Uh, it was a shame because I uh, recently just heard that in, um, I think there was a show called uh, Everything Sucks and it got canceled. Unfortunately, it was on Netflix and it was all about uh, adolescent teens growing up in the 90s and that song was on there. I thought it was a great song. It had a great um, grooving bass to it. Um, but we need to get back to things here. So uh, we're going to do a little comparison here between... Um, so Sabrina the Teenage Witch is coming back uh, via oh via Netflix. Not the way we remember it. No, though. definitely not, not the way we not remembered it at cheesy, all. Not the cheesy animatronic Salem cat or <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart or all the good. I think her name was Carolyn Ray was like one of the uh, the ants that was the witch yeah. ants. So now we're getting a total Greg Berlanti, and if that name doesn't ring a bell, it probably should, or at least it it should in this next generation. Uh, due to the fact that Greg Berlanti has the whole Arrowverse uh, under his wing and he's overseeing everything from Flash, Arrow. Uh, Life as we know it. Yeah, um, just every – he has his hand on everything. And course, story writer for, like, Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, and, um, probably not the best accolade in his, his arsenal. But, yeah, he, no, was, he did direct Love, Simon, though. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Love, Simon was a stellar movie. Yeah. Uh, so he he also brought the grit and the sexed up appeal to Riverdale, which is Archie Comics, and this is a spinoff of Archie Comics. Uh, I thought maybe Sabrina would appear on there and they would get into witchcraft in Archie Comics, but it's a total different thing. So what we got treated to, I think yesterday or the day before, was a like a a birthday party uh, teaser trailer for. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, all witchcraft, and uh, I think when she turns 16, she has to be uh, make a pact with, uh, I guess, the devil or something. And I think she kind of, like, I don't know if she goes through that because I don't know much about the, the details. Uh, the, the trailer yeah. didn't really – it was it kept it vague, although very interesting. Yeah. It, but there was, like, a lot of satanic imagery. Uh, yeah, and that, so I, that's a little – She – like, there was, like um, – she was at the table, and there was a person with a goat head at the end of the table, which is extremely demonic. Right, And so yeah, I so. figured, like, she says some sort of, like – prayer or something to to whatever right. demon and then blows out her candles and that might be that might be the uh the pact that she i'm hoping she like resists against it because i thought i saw some like synopsis that says she goes against her uh aunt's witch wishes and then she like tries to protect mortal human beings yeah uh, uh, you're no. doing well yeah <laughs> again on wikipedia it said that she's like She's a half human, half witch teenager attending Baxter High. Um, she just she's just beginning her dark education as a sorceress, but she's also trying to maintain a normal life. So that might be like where she discovers she's a, a witch at age sixteen, has to go through the pact, but she would rather be like a normal kid or something like that. Sure, 
Yeah, and I think she'll fall in love with, like, because just like she did in the cheesy Melissa Joan Hart version, she fell in love with just a mortal man. And so I'm sure that that'll be the same thing. Yeah. She's going to keep her powers from that dude. Oh, <laughs> yep. He's going to hide him. He's like, I don't want him to know that I'm a witch. Yeah. I don't... I, no, Satan, you can't meet my friends. You <laughs> embarrass got, me. He's <laughs> got all the trappings of melodrama and <laughs> Greg Bird. This, this, yeah. like, it straight up looks like American Horror Story in this, in in the trailer. It does. And it gives me a Buffy the Vampire, another 90s <laughs> staple of Buffy the Vampire yes. vibe to it. Okay. Maybe she'll have to chase off, like, Snooper, Supernatural meets Buffy. She'll have to track down demons and whatnot. Uh,. I don't know if there'll be any crossover between them and Riverdale. I don't know. Like, if I don't... That'd be cool, though. I don't know how a, a Netflix series goes into, like, prime time. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's out of the... Maybe we'll see something like that. That'd be kind of cool if, like, vice versa, they could cross over into their own elements. Yeah. Because uh, once, if that's successful, then a lot of shows will probably do that, have that mold where they can cross over. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for Marvel. <laughs> Marvel is... Div- street level defenders to cross over into the the movies that'll i think that'll please a lot of fans oh yes oh yes uh, but we'll uh... <laughs> definitely <laughs> you're not gonna make it are you I that's like the fifth time you've something like that yeah are you are you good I, I even got plenty of sleep yeah, last night. This is I don't know yawning at noon. That's <laughs> crazy. I don't know how you can get so much sleep and still be so tired. Did you oversleep? I could have. Uh, yeah, that's probably why. But I mean, I, I got to bed at midnight because of because oh. of uh, Nermageddon last night, and I woke up. I, I guess I I never ever wake up like after like nine o'clock. I'm always up before then, and so this time I slept until like ten thirty. All right, must be nice. So it's, that woke up at seven forty-five this morning. Dang, Yum. Jeez. I do not envy you. Um, I it, I haven't seen anything about their gonna be a crossover right. although they've both got the same um i guess the producer same producer right. but like the same feel to, feel it, to it thank you yeah like i get for lack of a better word same feel to it um i mean it's not gonna be released until late october so i guess we'll just we'll probably time. we'll probably get a little bit more information by then i will say netflix is definitely ki- killing it in the in the uh the giving us creepy stuff around Halloween because not only are we getting the Sabrina show, we're getting uh, Castlevania season, season two. two. Yes, yeah. very excited for uh, it. Like, did you ever get a chance good. to see that, John? See what Castlevania season uh, one? I don't think so. Oh right, I was you, about to say something on the Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's glad that they're providing because I heard the uh, ABC Family, or I think they changed their name. I don't Freeform. know what to. Yeah, Freeform. Freeform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're 31 days of Halloween. They, they, oh, you yes. know, they have like 12 days of 12, 13 they days of Halloween. 13, 30, they, yeah, they now it's 31 it days of Halloween, but they I looked at it. the schedule. Is it weak, it's, it's pretty weak. Well, I mean, how do you feel I thought I saw 31 a entire days? Like, uh, you could get a bunch of good movies. Like, there's a bunch of mediocre movies. They, they just movies repeat a lot list. of it. Like, they have Hocus Pocus. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas, so I'm not sad to see that. But then they have a, also have throw in, like, Monsters University. That's like seven, um, I, I calculate, 744 hours that you have to fill of good programming for Halloween. And there's not that many. There's not that many great Halloween shows. Yeah. Dog. Okay, Nightmare Before Christmas is cool. Yeah. 
Monsters University. I don't know. Do you it's not even a Halloween thing. Beyond just monsters. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's a good movie. Yeah. Right. That's not even a Halloween program. They yeah. showed Paranorman four times in the first four days. Wow. I don't even think I've seen it once. Eh, the Goonies, The Breakfast Club, right. Adam's Family. Okay. Uh... I don't know how the Breakfast Club got in there. Monster House is kind of weird. I mean, detention's scary. <laughs> well, Sweeney Todd's cool. Oh, yeah. Dark Shadows is kind of weak. Yeah, uh, I was not impressed with it. Yeah. Uh, Paranorman, like, four more times. Wow, dude. Paranorman again. Sweeney Todd again. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's a little... Little lame. Ooh, Hotel Transylvania. Okay. There we go. There That's we go. That's <laughs> Maybe AMC and Sci-Fi will do better. Yeah. Because okay. they always have like their Halloween element, and they they play more like horror slasher stuff. Anyways, they have for some what they have on Freeform, they have to keep it a little bit family friendly. Uh, yeah. But uh, we're gonna get back to the music, and we'll be back with some more talk points on the '90s at noon. Uh, John wanted to hear Alanis Morissette ironic, and I do yeah. remember this video. I was I remember the day I actually seen this video. Oh man! I don't know why that rings out, but uh, it, okay. So basically, Alanis Morissette is in a car. It looks like it's snowy. It's really cold out, and she's playing different versions of herself, and it's just her with four other versions of herself, and they're doing all kinds of weird spastic movements. Um. I think I remember seeing that video, um, possibly Smashing Pumpkins, 1979. And also then I, a great song. I saw the premiere of um, Amish Paradise on that day. Okay. Oh, by Weird cool. Al. Giving us a little bit of Weird Al. Yeah. So, Man. yeah. That was a good day. I was sick. Or I was either sick or playing hooky from school. Either way, <laughs> good day. Hooky. Yeah. Either way, good day. Uh, so here is Alanis Morissette with Ironic. Don't you think?
All right, we are back. This is the 90s at noon. I am DJ Man Cub. So glad you guys are tuned in. I am along with John and Connor. Thank you guys for joining me, as always. Don't sound too excited to have us on. I what? mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Hey. hey, guys. Hello. This is 90s at noon on mm. X 106.7. Uh, mm. Coming from the guy that <laughs> is yawning. Yeah, that's time. true. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. That's, I am like a, that's like a new record for yawns in one yeah. hour. I am. That, that was yawning. That's seven. Yawning right now. That's six. That's six. That's six. You sure that's six? Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm definitely excited. I mean, <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'm. I'm excited to be on here. Um, whether I sound like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's always rough. Like uh, we have the the show on Thursday night, so it's always yeah. Uh, we're doing some prep for that. Yeah, so thank thank God we're not putting the uh, we're not putting the podcast immediately afterwards because there are times where we'd walk out of here at like one in the morning. And we got to go back home and then hit the books for homework. My God. Yeah, it's it's tough, but you know, it's where it's we worth do it. it for the it, we we do it for the fans. Yeah, <laughs> we, we hope. Yeah, we hope there's. Yeah, we, yeah. We get I, a, we get a few listeners. Speaking of which, I want to I want I really want to thank the listener last night. I really appreciate you, <laughs> the listener. Yeah, all all both of you. And we thank the listener if there's a listener here too. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Did for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a couple people saying, "Hey, we tuned in f- to the show for a little while." Like that's awesome. Like it's it's nice to know like when people are listening, especially when you have a, a radio station like this small in in a town this small. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, you guys have weekend plans? Anything exciting going on? Uh, not really. I gotta go to work. Yeah, I hear that's that. That's about it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to uh, the Husker game on Saturday. Okay, there's wow. that's something. Troy. So that'll be fun, and then we're going to be filming a okay. little bit for uh, yeah for the oh, podcast. Well, hey, if there's anybody listening, uh, why why don't we just do that right now? We'll mm-hmm. we'll send that out. We're filming for a podcast, uh, we're vodcast, a vodcast, a video yeah. podcast. We're trying to bring board games to life, so we're doing Guess Who for Nerdmageddon for our show. We're trying to be a little bit more adventurous than just staying in the studio. And so uh, at the Union Boardroom, if anybody's listening in the Murrayville area, uh, we need your help at 5 p.m. Be there, I think, 445. Yeah, be there as early as 445, no later than 515. But, yeah, the Union Boardroom, be there. Uh, we just need people for, uh, You'll, I mean, you'll be on film, you'll be, be- Playing on uh, KNWT Channel Eight, all around Wells and the on local KNWT's Facebook page and YouTube channel. Yeah, um, all you don't even we're not going to have dialogue. All we need is just you, for you to dress up in your normal street clothes, come in. We're going to play Guess Who with you guys, and all we're going to need is for you to come in, sit down at a desk, stand up every now and then, and then sit back down, and that is it. The filming should take no more than thirty to forty-five minutes, and then yeah, you'll get a you'll get. A, sh- a handshake, a, a thank handshake. you very much, and maybe an enthusiastic thumbs up. And I'll buy, st- I'll buy stickers. Yes, gold star. <laughs> okay, hey, okay, wait, wait, don't go, don't get too hasty because we don't want the, we don't want to overwhelm, you know, the union. You know, we also you don't want to go over budget. You guys yeah. are making a very tempting offer. Yes. Yep. So what, oh, uh, man? <laughs> if you guys join us, you may get an Avengers sticker. Mm, and what if they're not? Marvel fans, what if they're more DC for some stupid reason? I don't. I'm. I could probably spring for another, at least another sheet of 
Bro. Like, who in their right mind would prefer? <laughs> not in this climate. Not in this climate. Marvel. No, no, not, not in this climate. Yeah, not in this weird. Uh, it's, is Superman going to be in the movies or not? Mm-hmm. Cli- kind of climate we mm-hmm. live in. Yeah. Um. I so I'm. So next week we'll be back to uh, just normal stuff, whatever we want to hear, and ba- and especially whatever you guys want to hear. So hit us up at KZLX's Facebook page, on Twitter at KZLX uh, FM, and of course you can search me out um, on my Facebook page. I'm Court Jensen, DJ Man Cub. Um, even at Nerdmageddon X106 if you want to. Just let us know what you want to hear. Do you have, I mean, I know the majority of our audience is probably fairly young for the 90s, yeah. but maybe they have some cartoons that they enjoy. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. their uh, older brother or sister sibling had introduced them to. I know there's a whole slew of like cartoons coming back from Rugrats to Cartoon Network destroying some of my favorite cartoons like uh, Thundercats yeah. <laughs> in Teen Titans form. You know, I really, really like feel like, I, although I do enjoy them trying to resurrect um, all these fantastic shows from our childhood, but I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but I also know like there's, there's a very, very high chance that they're only resurrecting it just to get a couple of, uh, just to get a couple million, uh, viewers for one season get a quick cash grab and then yeet out of there i i'm yeah i actually i'm more cautiously pessimistic about it i i really don't like them like repackaging our our childhood just to sell it back to us sure but we'll delve into that all right (laughs) all right well i mean if i think about it too much i'll be crying (laughs) so i mean no i i I don't like them to prepackage stuff, especially if it's not if it's going to be in the kind of not that Teen Titans Go is totally horrible. It's it seems like it has a uh, it's not my Titans, but like hashtag not my Titans. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like it has redeemable fact. At least the movie I heard it has some redeemable factors. Sorry. But they're taking that mold and they're going to throw it. They're going to slap it on. Uh, Pe- just a lot of people stuff. people are just upset because it's more goofy than the original show. Yeah. And the original the show, original was, show goofy. was still goofy. Yeah, the original show was goofy at times, but it they was had still action packed. Right. Like Teen Titans Go was like eighty percent goofy and like twenty percent actual fighting and mm-hmm. story. So yeah, I yeah. think there's no story. I think it's just situational based on the gags. Pretty much. Mm. We're trying is, to write a show around gags. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there should be a balance. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna take off but uh yeah just remember that uh union boardroom 5 p.m uh please be there if you can for never the mind our plug for nerd mageddon oh can we I? can we can absolutely wait 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 can i plug good old wrestling yeah i mean absolutely uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, go for it. i'm gonna plug good old wrestling. <laughs> we come on wednesdays five to se- five to seven we're gonna be next week we're probably gonna be talking about recap for uh hell in a cell and more recap for Raw and SmackDown. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. It's DJ Cramium, Kramer Samson, Devin Williams as DJ Teflon, and myself on with John. And it's going to be a great time. Wednesday, 5 to 7, only yes. on here on X106. Tune in, please. It's a fantastic show. Uh, we're going to delve into maybe on the next edition, we're going to delve into uh, Netflix has a series called The Toys That uh, Made Us. And it looks like we're going to get things like Ninja Turtles and wrestling action figures, uh, documentaries. Don't forget the 
the best one. Oh, sorry, My Little Ponies. If yes. there's any bronies out there, yeah. you might want to listen to this next <laughs> edition. Yeah. Calling 90s. all bronies. Calling uh, all bronies. Connor, is there something like, you'd like to tell us? <laughs> 90s at noon. There, there's a brony walking through the hallway. That's <laughs> Bradley. <laughs> Bradley, come back. Bradley, wow. you're a brony. You know it. Okay, he, wow. he's gone. <laughs> He got. Uh, yeah. He won't be. He won't even be able to hear this. He, he can't burst in through here and defend himself. No, <laughs> that's why I got it. That's why I'm trolling him. Yeah, from a safe, from a, <laughs> from a safe distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we're gonna leave you with probably the the um, granddaddy of all one hit wonders that I. I am guilty of closing many uh, DJ sets with this song, and it's so cliche that I do that, but I do it. I worked at a biker bar for um, uh, well over a decade before I could should could have been or should have been in there. Um, and so I closed some of the sets with closing time, semi-sonic. I hear it's not even about bar closing time. I hear somebody was telling me it was about some birth or something. Oh, birth. Uh, I don't know. I've never really delved. I thought it was. It says pack up all your belongings and move to the exit. So yeah, I, yes. I don't <laughs> what? know what it. I heard somebody was like, no, it's not oh, even about okay. that. Uh, a party mm. dying down. It's and I'm like, how do they get that out of that? I don't know. Uh, it makes no sense to me. But <laughs> regardless, we will catch you next time with Connor and hopefully John whenever you want to join. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. Join us. Um, we will see you next time at the nine on the 90s at noon. I am DJ Man Cub. I'm signing off, uh, closing it down. This is KZOX LP Maryville. And what we got right now is a little semisonic closing time for you guys. See you next time. Bye.
Some other beginning 